Home by Warson Shearer No one leaves home unless home is the mouth of a shark. You only run for the border when you see the whole city running as well. The boy you went to school with, who kissed you dizzy behind the old tin factory, is holding a gun bigger than his body. You only leave home when home won't let you stay. No one would leave home unless home chased you. It's not something you ever thought about doing. So when you did, you carry the anthem under your breath, waiting until the airport toilet to tear up the passport and swallow, each mournful mouthful making it clear you would not be going back. No one puts their children in a boat unless the water is safer than the land. No one would choose days and nights in the stomach of a truck unless the miles traveled meant something more than journey. No one would choose to crawl on the fences, beaten until your shadow leaves, raped, forced off the boat because you are darker, drowned, sold, starved, shot at the border like a sick animal, pitied. No one would choose to make a refugee camp home for a year or two or ten, stripped and surged, finding prison everywhere. And if you were to survive, greeted on the other side, go home, blacks. Dirty refugees, sucking our country dry of milk, dark with their hands out, smell strange, savage. Look what they've done to their own countries. What will they do to ours? The insults are easier to swallow than finding your child's body in the rubble. I want to go home, but home is the mouth of a shark. Home is the barrel of a gun. No one would leave home unless home chased you to the shore. No one would leave home until home is a voice in your ear saying, Leave. Run. Now. I don't know what I've become. I don't know where I'm going. Where I came from is disappearing. I am unwelcome. My beauty is not beauty here. My body is burning with the shame of not belonging. My body is longing. I am the sin of memory and the absence of memory. I watch the news and my mouth becomes a sink full of blood. The lines, forms, people at the desks, calling cards, immigration officers, the looks on the street, the cold settling deep into my bones, the English classes at night, the distance I am from home, alhamdulillah, all of this is better than the scent of a woman completely on fire. A truckload of men who look like my father, pulling out my teeth and nails. All these men between my legs. A gun, a promise, a lie, his name, his flag, his language, his manhood in my mouth.
We've all been exposed more than ever to the atrocities of war through social media recently. It has never been so easy to see what is happening and at the same time the massive amounts of images that get to us might feel overwhelming. Today I want to talk a little bit about the difficult question that is the moral obligation that we may or may not have with regard to the suffering of others who feel maybe far away. What drove my attention to this are the Grammys and comments I read below a post on the Grammys. So on social media, the Grammys were celebrated as a win in feminist spaces because many women were awarded. And in a comment, someone pointed out the current genocide in Gaza. And there were different kinds of reactions to that. Most strikingly, denial. Someone called it a random war on the other side of the world that we don't need to give all our attention to. Another person said, this is not a genocide. It is stupid to say that this is a genocide. Are we not allowed to be happy anymore? We cannot focus on the negative all the time. You should get off your phone and meditate. And am I privileged if I want to take my mind off the negative for a bit? And then some people said, but hey, it's not like they didn't care at the Grammys because Annie Lennox called for a ceasefire and, and some band, I to be honest, I don't remember the name of the band, were ceasefire pins. So let's unpack this a bit. First of all, a raw is never random or just on the other side of the world. This is a very ahistorical perspective that ignores how conflict has larger implications that go beyond the geographical space where it's actually happening. And uh, a war is never random. There are economic and political reasons for it. And specifically in the case of Israel and, and Palestine, the West has implications in it because historically Israel is a British settler colonial project. I'm not going to go into history too much here because I want to talk about something different today, but it's important to remember that. At the same time, there's so much happening in the world. We are still suffering from inflation. We are in a post-pandemic period. And we could also argue, are we already in a state where the pandemic has been overcome at all? There are wars in different places of the world. And uh, we are all under, under, well, we are all terribly busy. We have to deal with daily workloads and exhaustion and maybe health concerns. So it is a lot. And it is normal to want to escape the negative. And nobody's a bad person for wanting to do so. But being able to do so is definitely a privilege because Palestinians, they don't get to turn off their brains and just forget about the negative for now. If you're in a position to do so, fine. But do remember that it is a very privileged position to be in. It is not just Palestinians that don't have that luxury. We could also talk about Tigray here. We could, could talk about Sudan or the Rohingya crisis. We could talk about Yemen. 
but also people in the West who suffer food insecurity, who are, are in a situation of severe poverty. Being able to say, okay, I have the right to be happy and to um, occupy my mind with something lighthearted as the Grammys. Fair enough. Um, it's understandable, but it is a privilege. I kind of want to ask that person, does turning to an event like the Grammys truly make you happy though? Or is it a distraction from the issues that you don't want to see because they are uncomfortable? It's probably more like a way of escaping, right? My next point is that representation and recognition of women's achievements to the same extent as men's clearly matter. But here it's the rich, the privileged, and the powerful we're talking about. And that is liberal feminism if it doesn't go beyond the privileged women getting visibility and power. Because if we aim for women to access the same positions as men, that only solves a tiny part of the problem. And if we limit ourselves to that, then we repeat patriarchal patterns. While what we should really do is dismantle patriarchy. Also, celebrities calling for a ceasefire or wearing pins might seem like doing something good but what impact does it really have what is their intention behind it if someone does this to make themselves look like a good person or get likes and be popular it might not be real compassion it might not be real care but actually fake demonstrations of empathy think of all the 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 statements that politicians make about being deeply concerned about wars, natural disasters, shootings, etc. Celebrities calling for a ceasefire feels a bit like, well, to me at least, thoughts and prayers without any direct action. It's merely symbolic to fulfill a kind of public moral duty but is it honest or is it just for show? In the comments, the same person mentioned activist burnout and activist burnout is real, but it can become difficult not to feel like events like the Grammys or anything more quote-unquote trivial is pointless. It feels so disheartening to see collective oblivion, a lack of action or strategies like Davo which are actually some of the causes of activist burnout. If you don't know what DAVO is, it's um, deny, attack, reverse, victim, and offender. So we deny that the problem exists. If we have to acknowledge that the problem exists, we attack the other person, and then we reverse victim and offender. So the victim is being blamed and the offender puts themselves in the victim position. That is what is so draining for activists. And to the person who commented this, well, they're certainly not listening to me, but still, I hear you. And you're not completely wrong there. But shouting at the activists who want to make transformative change is not the solution either. And I want to read a quote by Dr. Devon Price here. 
it is very direct but i kind of tend to agree with it so here goes there's probably nothing inherently morally wrong with seeking safety and comfort and pleasure but we live in a world where those things are distributed extremely unequally and i don't know about anyone else but i feel an ethical responsibility to do everything in my power to change that even if it means making myself unsafe and uncomfortable when my responsibility to other humans requires it if genocide is not a situation where you feel a sense of responsibility and urgency that outweighs your instinct to seek temporary nervous system relief what are you actually living for and have you tried seeking out endorphins from taking action and building solidarity and learning about the world around you instead of brand loyalty eventually the the question of the extent of our moral obligation is a very difficult one and i i don't think it has there is a single answer or an easy answer to this it is certainly a privilege to look away but at the same time if our gaze becomes one of saviorism to make ourselves look good or guilt wash and feel better about ourselves it doesn't actually do any good but turns a war for example into a spectacle i think what the current situation should actually show is that no matter where we are from we are humans and that is what we share and we should see the humanity in others and do the humane thing what is happening right now is just simply not humane and i said this in a previous episode there is no justification for it we cannot place our discomfort over that i kind of wanted to come up with a very smart statement in the end in addition to unpacking the comments on on instagram but i don't i don't have the answer i just feel like as an activist for me the right thing to do is the thing i'm doing and it doesn't make me popular considering the <laughs> the content i'm producing i've already been shadow banned although i my outreach is still very limited um and um i'm obviously having a hard time getting listeners and followers because the my content is not something that would make you more comfortable that being said if you do like what i'm doing consider following me on instagram sharing um liking because although i'm not doing this for a living i have a full-time job i don't need to do this to pay the bills i just do it because i care about the message i'm trying to put out there so just in order to get that message out i still need all the support i can get so it would help me out a lot but no pressure of course either way thank you for listening and i hope you'll tune in for the next one